Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And welcome, everyone. We are talking about ways that we can navigate through this year of 2020 in the new world. And this is where there's a deep shift going on, and it all is a return to love and an advancement in consciousness. My guest today is here to talk all about this, and we welcome him here to Quantum Conversations, Franco Denicola is here with us today, and I'm so pleased to welcome Franco to this platform. Welcome, Franco. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me on, and uh, it was a real pleasure that uh, you you reached out and given me the opportunity to be able to uh, share and to connect with you here at this time. Yes, what a what a wonderful time that we're connecting. I believe we began to connect even before this whole shift uh, has accelerated. And uh, I just want to say that you've been on with Todd Medina, our brother of Sology Speaks, and that is a beautiful introduction. But you've also been recommended by people who know you and they listen to this show. So it is our pleasure to bring the conversation to our audience because we are really um, going through this deep shift and many are feeling the call to step up even more. And this is really um, game on for new earth and the new way as we're literally seeing everything up for grabs, everything up for re um, building from this foundation of love. So let's check in with you. You've been working in the advancement in consciousness for three decades. Tell us what's going on right now and um, the, the the silver lining in all of it. Well, the uh, silver lining in all of this is that uh, we have finally have achieved a certain level where, you know, on a collective scale, regardless of what position that we are choosing to hold on to, we're open to restore our original design. I mean, this is the thing. And we've gone through three stages, and we're on stage three now. 
the first stage happened in uh, right at the beginning of 87, going from 86 to 87. Uh, we had a convergence. The frequency of the planet started going up. There was a stimulation going on for many of the souls that were here specifically for a lot of the changes that were to unfold accordingly. And then we had another shifting at the end of 2012 going into 2013. Well, it was at the end of 2012, which was the second stage where things really ramped up even further. And then December of 2019 going into 2020, we went through stage three. And each stage has been a, a huge uplift in and triggering and stimulation of our deepest memory of who we are. But not only that, it's actually bringing more online our soul, which is the reason we're here in the first place. I know we're, we have several makeups. I mean, we have a body. The body has an innate consciousness. It's an extension of Gaia. That's one part of it. Then we have a human entity, which is kind of a soul that actually incarnates on planet Earth only. And uh, that human entity actually continues to expand its consciousness and gain more and more knowledge and experience in playing on planet Earth and really a strong connection to the human experience and also the transformations and everything else that's playing out on the planet. And then, of course, we have a soul. It's a multidimensional uh you know, it's a beingness of when you're looking at the soul itself, it's basically source itself uh, with a localized, specialized, signature-based uh, um, expression that will incarnate on different planets, will stay in non-form or take on form, and has chosen to be here. There's many, many souls right now that are super, uh, you know, coming online in a big way to be able to really step up what we are here to do at this time. And for myself, personally, from my observation, I've been here for over 60 years now, and um, the soul that's in my body actually is, was one of the uh, engineers and architects that retooled planet Earth 15,000 years ago with another a group of souls, which were in different physical, physicalities in those days, and um, retooled the whole planet completely and actually reseeded the planet with you know, all sentient beings, of course, plant life, animal kingdoms, and oceanic kingdoms, and so forth, and also redesigned the human physicality. Actually, the human physicality was a complete redesign, which, you know, came with 12 DNAs. Each DNA strand is connected to a specific species and so forth, and created a, a beautiful playground. This, this is after Lumerian, after um, the Atlantean times. This was the, the, the retool after that. So... You know, this particular body, this particular series has been around for 15,000 years. And uh, so it has gone through stages of evolution, but then it did meet an opportunity that, you know, was re, um, let's put it this way, reintroduced with a possibility to, ex to experience something that was extremely polarized, extremely disconnected. And mm. to have an opportunity to experience itself in non-recognition non of anything besides whatever it embodied, that meaning a body and, and whatever was in the playground. So at that time, our operating system got modified because our bodies, how they work, our minds, how they work, the way that we had access to what we were capable of doing, including the way Gaia worked and so forth, was very different than what we're doing now. So that 
5,000 years was kind of a setting a stage and a base. Then, of course, 10,000 years ago, we had uh, change. Then there was another one that happened 5,000 years ago, 3,500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, and then 350 years ago, which a different species of race that came on the planet. And a lot of people like to label them as draconians and, and anarchies and whatever else came in and modified it and was offered to the souls that were here and you know gave us the opportunity to kind of experience that disconnect so now what's happening where we're at right now is we're actually uh negating turning off and and upgrading back to not only what we originally created as a baseline as a foundation 15,000 years ago for a 5,000 year period but an upgraded version of it so we're going through some major changes not only guy itself but our bodies are changing our of course, there's upgrades in the human entity, but the souls are coming here much more prepared. And all of the stuff we're experiencing, even this, this so-called, you know, because a lot of people look at this, and I'm, I'm sure you've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people, uh, Lauren, that, um, you know, with all this, the, you know, the lockdowns and everything else that's been playing out, you know, may on the surface look like very um, negative, per se. But the beauty of that, there's a spin to all of that because it doesn't matter how it was presented. It's an opportunity for us to use it in a very powerful way. And that is to, you know, give us time to break out of the patterns, to, to slow things down, get a time for reflection, time for reconnection with, you know, various closer people that we have. And also kind of give us a chance to look at our lives and say, do I still follow suit with this or am I going to look at something different? But that's just a small part of everything else that's going on right now because it's hugely powerful uh, what's taking place. I mean, I can go on and on, but I'll let you guide the way here. Oh, it is amazing what's going on. We are seeing it. So um, when you mentioned that this is an important time right now and the souls who are incarnating and being in the body, as you remembered, being that engineer and that architect, you chose to be here now. And I know all of us did. And that's where we're feeling like game on for new earth. And many are finding their voice and learning to be that way shower. So when you think of the billions on the planet, contemplate that. Is every single person here to play that role? Well, out of the 7.7 billion people that are here, each and every one is an instrument to all that is taking place. Now, we have to also understand about 63% of the population have taken on a role to be part of the energies, but also in holding space in the sense of saying, well, you know something, we're not quite interested in uh, experiencing the direct uh, upgrade from from our current older state to the newer state, but we're going to play the extras role. We're going to hold a space for whatever is necessary to assist the active souls because the active souls here are the ones that are actually going to go through the changes and are also going to experience all the upgrades within itself so that it becomes a template and really it's a new template. It's actually upgrading the blueprint of our operating system. So there are, of course, there's the active ones that have chosen to actually experience direct 
transformation within themselves and play a role. Now, the 63% at some point will have the option either to leave or to, to actually use uh, an upgraded soul or something of that nature to actually be part of it. But that's, that's still, mm -hmm. you know, uh, an optional thing. See, one thing we have to understand too, and I wanted to point this out because I, I know a lot of people talk about we're going from 3D to 5D and, you know, the matrix, they talk a lot about stuff. And, and I know anybody who's followed my work, I've been talking about this for quite a, a long time now. But, you know, the, our transformation is uh, what we've been experiencing. We're not actually going from 3D to 5D. That is a part of it. But what we've gone through is that we had an organic matrix, which was the original design, which is still active, still there, and has been online and still playing a particular role in it. When the modification occurred, there was an inverted matrix put in place. And the inverted matrix was, a, was utilized, and then we had uh, what we stepped into from an organic 3D, because that's how we entered here, on a planet that was designed to go from organic 3D to organic 90, okay, and going from third density to, to sixth density, actually, at some point in time uh, along the way. So it had those opportunities and it was tuned for that. When the modification occurred, then this introduction of what we call the inverted 3D and 2D came along. So if you, we look at the way it works, if you look at the way the systems, all of our systems and how we've been doing things, everything is in reverse, you know? Yes. And it's been that way for the longest time. Everything works in reverse. That means anything that is true is always made as, as false. Anything that's mm. been false has been projected as true. And you can see this in the media. You can see this in every system from governmental to medical to education to every facet of it works that way, including how we have been working, you know, for, from a mind perspective. To add the mix to all of that, we also had an ego installed, which was not our original design. And the ego is actually a software program that was implanted and put in uh, that is normally located in the frontal lobe of our brain. And, and that actually um, supports this inverted matrix where everything's backwards and supports this inverted 3D and 2D state so it actually, it's a story maker. It uses your experiences, labels it, defines it, and then projects it. And if you notice the ego, it loves to take stuff from the past. And it doesn't have to be your past. It could be anybody's past, but more, mainly yours. Uh, but then it uses other uh, past and any other resources from the collective and whatever is being shared in the media and so forth and uses mm -hmm. that as a result, uh, um, sorry, as a resource to kind of shape our present time and then focus everything in the future. So we, we got with this ego part, we've always lived for the future. The future is never known because in fact, that's always moving. So it's always been, you know, keeping us bound in all of that at this point in time. So to understand, we are now, of course, the inverted matrix uh, got turned off uh, the end of, of uh, in in December, and uh, even the transmission we were getting from the moon that actually was the satellite that supported that inverted matrix, and also the support that Guy has been providing, where we could have stayed in those platforms, they're all been shut down. So, in essence, and we did this collectively from a higher perspective, 
And of course, we had our brothers, sister souls that contribute. So right now, all we're doing is deprogramming ourselves mm-hmm. from the conditioning and program that we absorbed, absorbed and the ego still has a hold of that we taken on from all these years of experience. This, this is why it seems so hard for us to make a change because we become so conditioned that life is a certain way when it's actually backwards. And now yeah. we're actually coming to this point where we're realizing this and the changes are occurring within us. That's another part of it. <laughs> and it's only our holding on to that conditioning that keeps it in place. I love it because we really have the key then is to do the opposite, the opposite of everything. Yes, yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, the ego mind, which is this beautiful artificial intelligence software, basically says change is to be feared. Yeah. The unknown is to be feared because that's the only way it can slow you down from actually doing what you just said, you know, looking at the reverse and say, oh, this, look at this right. People say something to you and says, okay, this is the way of life. I remember as a kid because I came here already pretty aware of all of this that was going on since birth. And to me, it was actually foreign because Mm. people were saying, oh, this is the way of life. This is how it's done. It's always been this way. And I go, who made it Mm. up? And you knew that wasn't, yeah, you just knew. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Ah. But, you know, coming to that point right now, and it's like we come to the re- we're coming to the realization is that this is all made up. Most of it was made up on different uh, different ways of understanding, and so we now question things. We go, okay, does this actually resonate? Because when we look when we look at any program that we have within ourselves, because we're full yeah. of programs, and of course we yeah. many of us have started deprogramming a long time ago, started mm-hmm. clearing out these emotional charges, these blocks energetic uh, stuff that's going on within our bodies in our cells in our in our mind and all our different energy fields including our aura so we've been going through this clearing process but when we're looking through all of that as we're going through all these this purging of of all of that we're we're connecting more and more to our heart which is basically our direct connection to our soul which also has connection to our twin soul, has a connection to the oversoul, which is connected to, you know, 22, 23 other, depending on how we look at it, 22 different other souls that make up that cluster. And then beyond that, of course. So when we're tuning into that now, the question comes in when you're looking at somebody, uh, looking at your life and say, okay, how does this really resonate for me? Is it something that actually matches who I am becoming? And this who we are becoming is we're becoming more of our true essence. We're actually remembering that we came here. Like you were saying, we came here. We chose to be here. We chose to be part of this experience. But also, we didn't come here just to observe. Some of um, Many of us have, but at the same time, many of us, especially if they're listening to the show and any other stuff like this, because then they're actually know within themselves I've come here to be active. I've come here to actually be part of this, this transmutation, this transformation, bringing in these newer codes and new energies and newer levels of consciousness. So I want to be active and I come here with that, with that uh, intent. And now, of course, that's coming 
to the surface. So, of course, when we're tuning into ourselves, does this resonate who I am this moment? Because it may have resonated before, but now it doesn't resonate because the reason that we may have certain experiences is because a lot of the experiences before were based on, let me give a feel to this. I want to experiment. I want to learn. I want to understand the human condition before I activate those changes. And now many of us have gone through life and we can look at our life and say, hey, listen, I made all these choices. There were bad mistakes. I shouldn't have done this or that. When we understand it from a heart perspective, there is no mistakes. Everything is absolutely perfect. And each choice is is very fundamental to bring us to a state of consciousness of that experience at that time and to have specific interactions, which we may even have agreements with other individuals or other you know, soulmates or whatever that may have been. But, you know, you can't look at there and say, well, I shouldn't have made that choice or I shouldn't have, you know, you know, missed out on that opportunity. Based at that time, that's what what was playing out. Doesn't matter if there was programs involved or not. So we have to let go. This is the thing, because the toughest part people we all have to some degree or another is letting go of the past, letting go of whatever we deemed and labeled and, uh, you know, defined as a mistake or defined as, oh, we didn't do as well. Because that's, that is the biggest trap we can get caught up into. And that's okay. We can have that experience. But, you know, the thing is, we're coming to that realization. So right now you have to tune in and say, okay, I feel in my heart. Does this resonate? What's my next step? Because all that exists, as you know, is only this moment, there is even, there's not even a future. The future is even beyond probability at this point because all the timelines that existed all collapsed. So we have one fluid timeline that we can plug in and unplug whenever we choose as we're going through, which is the beauty. And the reason it's been upgraded to that fashion is that so we don't get caught up in going through major changes to shift any part of it. The moment you make a tiny shift in your consciousness, you now already start reshaping every part of your life, your reality, and all of your extension of realities that you have with others, which actually was something that was introduced and brought in to be able for us to move much more um, freely. And this is why we make such huge leaps now. You know, we're not even talking about, you know, decades before we make a tiny little move. We're talking minutes now, you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. seconds, you know. You can see how we can change by one word we hear, one realization, and then our world already starts to shape accordingly. So the thing is, the present, when we're fully present in our present and we step away from the ego's uh, projection, then we can actually experience fully this moment. And that experiencing of that full moment actually prepares you to design the next one to the highest state that you're in. So that's the beauty of where we're at right now. And it's amazing because, I mean, uh, for me, when I, I realized even as a, as a young person, uh, I remember talking to my guide. At the time, I had just the one guide, which I still do, uh, but we rarely ever connect now because I'm already, you know, doing what I'm doing. I don't need as much support. But I remember, you know, my guy, I kept saying, oh, wait, you know, this is in the 50s here. 
like I'm way too early here. This 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 doesn't look like there's any sign of, of transformational life here. I said everybody looks like walking drones to me. You know, it's like no, there's no life. I look in people's eyes and it seems like they're soulless. I know that that's not the case, but the thing is, there's no consciousness there. So it's mm. been kind of an interesting ride, but now that's different, completely different now. It's exciting. That's all I can say. Oh, thank you for persevering. And oh my gosh. And that is beautiful to see that transformation, really. Yes. Um, awesome. And I hope the sound is okay. You'll let me know if it's not. Well, be here now, right? When present, we can experience this full moment. And just listening to you feels like we, we've already um, created magic in in our lives. Isn't that beautiful? Absolutely. It is all magic. And the thing is, when we look at it, you know, the thing is, we actually made some other shifts at this point. See, you, 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 everybody's heard of manifestation, right? And yes. manifesting... Uh, you know, it's very powerful because we're always manifesting. But you know what we've shifted into more of is creating. There's a big difference between the two. People, a lot of people don't realize this, but I, I'd like to share. And I know other people do. I'm not saying not a, anyone understands it. But manifestation is basically using what we already know mm. as what is possible what we have capacities to do, what other people have replicated or have already, you know, set the, set the stage and say, okay, I want to manifest this in my life. Now, the reason that we're using manifestation is because we've seen other people do it and we know that it's doable. But right now with these changes that we're going through at this time, with this acceleration, our focus, anybody that is in on the driver's seat that really wants to move forward and wants to be a huge contributor to this beautiful transformation that we're going through, have now started to shift more into creation. What's yes. the difference? Creation is taking just consciousness and now using imagination and creating things that don't even exist yet. Not on this plane. Anyway. <laughs> so now it's not about let's use what we already have. Let's see what else we can do. How far can we go? And the thing is, we're using resources right now that are coming from other dimensions, coming from other states of consciousness that we may have from a soul perspective experienced before, or the fact that we're tapping into what is being offered to us so that we can create. See, the thing is right now, is that we are redesigning every part of it, but we're, we're not putting any focus on redesigning what we already have. It's almost like going to the drawing board and you wipe everything out. I, you have your skills, what you've practiced up to now, but we're not going to just go in and tweak it. We're going to go in and redesign it. It's like an engineer, and I, I did that part of my life for 23 years, too. I was a mechanical engineer. So whenever we had to design something new, we would just, okay, we have already experienced, but I didn't start that as a foundation. We said, okay, let's use our imagination and create something that has not been created yet or anything of that nature. Then you're able to go in, uh, into realms and ways of creating a life and creating, in those cases, uh, systems that would support something that was not in, in, you know, being utilized on the mainstream at that time. So if we look at it right now, we're going, okay, how do we choose to create our own personal reality, our personal experience, and our world? 
It's all interconnected because we're transforming the human experience, transforming the world, but we're using creativity. We're using imagination, but we're using creator essence and using whatever resources we have to plug in that capacities to create. So you're, we're superseding anything that's been created. So it's like, it's like the point, you know how people talk about, oh, we got to change our systems. We got to, you know, we got to change our governmental system, our educational system, mm-hmm. our medical system and whatever, right? Everything. Yes. Yeah. So we're now at a point where, yeah, we need to change it, but we're not going to change it based on anything that already exists. We're going to look at it and say, okay, what would best serve? And we're okay for obsolescence too, because if it doesn't serve, we take it out of the equation. We're not going to try to build it in. Like if there's something that does not support us, which a lot of it doesn't, not where we are today, we take it out, make it obsolete, get rid of it completely. But let's redesign it. Let's not make it better. Let's redesign it to the point mm-hmm. that it matches where we are today and where we're choosing to go. And anything we create now, uh, Lauren, is that it has to be fluid and flexible, upgradable. This is the beauty of it. We can't say, okay, we're going to build a system. We're going to use that system for a while, and then we're going to upgrade it again. No. What we do is we build, it's a constant upgrading because mm-hmm. we're moving so quickly. You cannot say, well, this is the end all. That may have worked before, but it's not now. Well, this is very exciting. And this is what we have been saying as we say, hold your vision of new earth. Because when it's game on for new earth, this is where we get wildly creative mm-hmm. using our consciousness and our imagination. So let's have a little bit of fun, Franco. Absolutely. Let's say that we, because I can imagine this, and I remember back in the day, gosh, it was probably 20 years ago now, and I was in the dreaming room with someone, a, a coach, a leader, pretty well known, and I got in the hot seat, as it was called, and I was to share my dream, and this was in San Diego, and the day that morning I, morning I had gotten up and taken a jog by the beach and saw so many homeless people, it just weighed on my heart. And so my dream was a bed for every human. Now that at the time, he laughed me, he said, go back to Boulder, go, you know, to the Naropa Institute. And he kind of made fun of me. But that dream right now could not be farther from what I see for New Earth. I mean, it is, it, it, it is right in front of us. It is realistic now, beds for everyone. How about no poverty? This is it. So what do you see? What are some of your wildly creative and imaginative ideas? That's a good one because I really, giving me that opportunity is is amazing to talk about that because (laughs) I can tell you, right? (laughs) Yeah, it is. You know, and I'm, I'm like you uh, in a sense, you know, 20 years ago, you said that I said it from day one to me, it didn't make it one day one looking at it and go, not right. The way I looked at it, because I understood and I remembered how planet Earth was retooled in the first place. Oh. The point is, and I remember even my brother-sister souls in, uh, in what we call alien physical forms, because it's alien to us, because of the human aspect. One of the conversations I had with them, they said, the way we actually perceive true evolution of a hum, uh, of any species is the way that each and every single soul or every single physicality 
is equal in access of anything and everything. The fact that you have poverty, you have war, you're competing with each other, comp you know, killing each other, whatever it is, it's showing that you're, you're not connected because we're all one. Yes, right. So when, we, when you ask me that question, I've always seen the fact that this whole poverty thing wouldn't even exist. The fact yeah. is that we would work collaboratively, and that's our natural state, actually, uh, Lauren. Mm -hmm. It's not yeah. something we have to learn. It's already within ourselves. Yes. Is to actually collaborate and create an environment where everyone has whatever they require, but at the same time, everybody contributes and no one controls anyone, no one uh, owns anything because everything is shared. Living a world where, in fact, you're not going to have these polarities that we're looking at, homeless, and, you know, survival, and being tortured or anything. Else. That is, that's not our natural state in the first place, but that wouldn't even mm -hmm. exist where, you know, the mm -hmm. fact is that we can, you know, wherever you're living, if you wanted to come and visit, you can, you can go anywhere at any point in time. There's always a place for you. There's never a requirement. This whole money thing wouldn't even exist. It doesn't exist actually. That was not that was plugged in because when I look back at the first five thousand years after the retooling, there was you know it was like nobody uh, was lacking anything because everybody supported each other, but not the support that we understand from this old modality that we're in right now or that we're transitioning from. That you know we're not carrying anybody. We just allowed everybody to be themselves, and we created an environment that was highly beneficial. In fact, if we created anything, for example, even technology, this technology or any system would not violate another human, would not mm -hmm. violate any sentient being, would not violate the environment or Gaia in any way, shape, or form. Everything was harmonious so that whatever we experienced or whatever we created was actually holistic in every aspect. And for us, being, look at it this way, how much time do we put in, in survival mode, to make money, to do this or that, just so that, or even going to school, we never get to live our life. We, we go from a kid that has to go to school and be conditioned and programmed to play a certain role in life in a game, then working and doing all these other things, we never get a chance to, to use our creativity, our imagination, and our, our abilities to be able to experience life because we're so busy putting in time and doing whatever. So that did not exist. And that's the world I see where everything is, where people can be themselves. And the whole idea, I know uh, when I started teaching this some years ago, some people say, oh, no, you know, you're going to have people that are going to be takers, people that are, you know, not going to contribute in any way. And I said, you're, that's not true. Because in our true nature, most of the time, the people that do not want to do anything is because what is being offered or what is available for them to do, they have no interest in. However, mm -hmm. if they did not have to do that, and they're able to just be themselves, everybody wants to contribute. Everybody has a skill. Everybody has a gifting that they provide and yeah. everybody wants to do it with no measure. It's not like, oh, you did more than I did, whatever, we got to take an account. That does not exist. And I've seen this world. I've seen it in my imagination. <laughs> I've seen it in those times. And it's like, that's what I'm seeing coming out. 
I've seen that. I had a glimpse of it, and I laughed hysterically. It was wild, and it was fun, and it was just beautiful. All right. <laughs> when you see it, can you see it happening on our planet? I can, absolutely. I do. Um, we're going through some stages right now, and uh, I'll just give you a little a little background on how this, but yeah, to answer the question, it will come about. It may take a while longer before yeah. we, we get to that because of the stages we're going in. See, one of the things people talk about and, you know, um, it's not about us, certain individuals or, you know, even our brothers, sisters, souls coming in and changing everything. See, the thing is, we're not here to invoke disempowerment. We're invoking empowerment. What is empowerment? Empowerment is where we use our creativity, our imagination, our uh, skill sets and so forth to be part of those changes. So that means that we're learning and playing and playing out or laying out what we're doing where it's not done for us. You know, we may assist each other to get to the understanding, but we're, we, we're, um, we're going in an empowered state. So what we're looking at right now with the changes we have occurred, we have two, two platforms that have been laid out and started off in uh, last year in uh, it finally laid out in the end of August 2019. And that is, we now are residing on two platforms and the two platforms are organic 3D and organic 5D and both are there. They're parallel worlds, they're overlapping each other. We cross through it, but each one holds a specific energy. But we, even when I'm talking about the organic 3D, it's not the 3D that we've been living. It is uh, the organic one, the natural one, where basically we're we're conscious of whatever we're doing. And the difference between the two is just because one's more focused on the physical form and one is a little less focused on the physical form. That's about it. Both, both, both of them are in fourth density. And, uh, you know, I don't know if we'll have the time to explain all that, but we can play with it another time. But in essence, what we're looking at right now, we've gifted ourselves the opportunity for the next three years, which started in 20, the beginning of 2020. So we're already in this, you know, in June now. So we're, you know, a little over six, uh, just under six months. And basically 2021, 2020, 2021, 2022, the intent is for us to spend the time to purge all of the inverted matrix out of our operating system to to purge all the inverted 3d and 2d so by the time we're talking about starting into 2023 we're basically now all uh, starting to balance out in the organic 3d and 5d and then by 2035 the two now this can happen at any time the two the two worlds uh, the two platforms actually um, will actually merge so by 2035 the only thing that exists is Point, uh, sorry, um, 2035, the only thing that exists is organic 5D. The organic 3D will, will merge with that. Then at the five-year period where that uh, alignment, uh, integrational point where everybody's at fifth dimensional consciousness, and then moving from there for 2040 and on, you know, most cases, the money system will be all gone. And a lot of that is already changing now. But a lot of these this really on track uh, total cooperation, collaboration, and really looking at everything that is actually going to serve us moving forward, it will be the main focus for everybody. So you will see 
uh, all of the structures that we had in place and, and even within ourselves would already have been, you know, changed. So moving forward in that period of time, that world will become so already started to be experienced. Well, I mean, even though we will experience uh, a part of it already beforehand, but we will experience it much more where it's reflective of all, everybody's involved in that dance. It's not just, you know, sections of it, but that's, that's the beauty. So is it coming through? Absolutely. That is an agreement that every soul that's here, that's choosing even to stay, has said, yes, we are on board. We're doing this. And that's how we're going to bring it back in. But that bringing back in is actually highly, highly upgraded from the original, uh, you know, the original design, because we have to understand we're even our inverted, uh, even our organic matrix is a, see, when we look at the matrix, the matrix is actually an operating system that actually creates a platform where we can go out and play. It's basically the main operating system of the video game the video game we call life, the video game we call Gaia and all of that stuff. Every planet has one. You know, we just had to, ha we just happened to have two of them for a period of time and the other one was inverted. So that's gone. But in essence, uh, that organic matrix has been constantly upgraded because that stayed online. We're connected to all, first of all, we're connected like a web in a sense to every planet that's in our solar system, and then a whole quadrant of the galaxy that we reside in and that we're kind of the, the, the hub of, that all of them has been sharing and it's upgrading. So this is the thing is now it's really us that's upgrading our whole experience to bring that into alignment. And you'll see how the transformation is gonna be amazing. I mean, uh, Lauren, you're gonna look along each step of the way as we're all going this together because we're doing this together this is not separate we're, yes we're working individually separately on ourselves but we're supported by others but we're collectively redesigning the whole human experience and the planet operating system or what we can call the the, the world uh, you know and so forth or however name we give it because a lot of people have different names about it but you know we're, we're doing this uh, together so yes Mm. Okay, this is what those mean by this is an exciting time to be here and to be alive. And we've also shared that sometimes when we look at the old that is dis, uh, dismantling, it can be a little scary for some. And so this is very promising. This is very good. It has started. It's good to know that the inverted matrix got turned off. Was that December 21st, 2019? Yes, yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so here, okay, so now here we are in 2020, and yet we've got this, what's happening with that? We, we're not going to go into conspiracy theory, but here we've got that coronavirus and that mm -hmm. fear program going. What is your take on that? How can we um, be prudent in our life, um, focus on this new earth, but deal with that? What are your thoughts around that whole issue? Yes, yeah, so that's a good question because, uh, you know, I start, I had a preview of this coming out back in October. Uh, yes, it was, a, I you got did. a glimpse of it in August mm -hmm. of 2019, and then I mm -hmm. got a glimpse of it in October. And when I saw it, and when uh, it was presented to me, I saw it as a, as a, a screen. I saw this, and I'm, my human aspect was going, really? 
they're going to pull this off. I mean, it just, it almost seemed like in, in fathomable. It was like, how could that be? You know, mm -hmm. that people will all buy into that deep idea and then actually um, cooperate with it. Right. But then I also saw what the intent, the back end intent of it was, mm -hmm. yes, to create an environment which not only stimulated fear, but also gave the opportunity for many physicalities to leave. However, when I was in contact with my brother, sister souls that are from other dimensions that are working very closely with all of us here now, they said, no, we're going to intervene and we're going to change its nature so that it will not play out the way it needs to play out. However, we're going to use it and we've agreed upon to actually accelerate some huge changes. That means yeah. an exposure of a lot of the role players that actually created a lot of polarity because when you really look at it, I mean, I, I, I don't like using certain words, but I use it because people relate to it. The level of what you can call insanity is mm -hmm. a, a fun word. Pushing it. You, if anybody's actually observing, and I know a lot of people are, but the majority are not, and are, but more and more people are realizing it. Yeah. The way it's being projected, the way that there's no backup, it's like we're just telling you this and whatever yeah. else, actually gets you like, we don't see it. How could you not see it? But it's there. But so this opportunity that came about, you know, was really to stimulate any remaining fears that we had. The fact of compliance, because a mm -hmm. lot of people comply blindly, don't question but they also, because they got so programmed and conditioned, and this is one of the reasons that you said what you said there about, you know, making changes, seeing the stuff becoming unstable or falling apart is scary because we're conditioned that that is our foundation. So this whole thing came about with one intent, but it got modified to bring another intent. And that intent, you know, so there's dual intent going on. But the one intent had really le very little power, but the the new intent, which is giving us an opportunity to experience the polarity, to experience the fear, to actually start to question and saying, wait a minute, why am I believing this? Why am I putting focus on this? Why am I actually doing this? And let me just tune into myself. Let me see if this even feels in alignment. It doesn't even feel correct or anything of that nature. So it's actually providing us the opportunity to, like I said right at the beginning, to to break our patterns for a while because you know we all get caught up in the in the hamster wheel. We're going to work. We're doing this. We're always busy, 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 busy. Getting caught up in different activities and so forth. We never spend time to actually spend any time to look at ourselves or even have the opportunity to to stimulate certain parts of us that are ready to be you know purged or cleared or whatever you want. So that was one of it. The other part of it that was brought in was the fact that you know giving us an opportunity to kind of see this polarity so intensely because here's the media projecting one thing and of course we're starting to follow suit and whatever else and then start people start noticing this is getting crazy here there's no backup to this and whatever and they start to question yeah. so now the narratives the the stuff that's being uh, shared as this is what it is people are starting to question so that activates a little bit of more empowerment and self-discerning and saying, wait a minute, where am I giving power to this? Like yeah. I've seen, I've seen people just recently 
that were pushing the narrative. Stay home, save lives, do this. You're crazy. You know, you, you shouldn't be outside doing this, wear masks, wear this, do this and all of that. Recently, I just saw some of these people that were so inanimate that actually, you know, would, you know, blast you if they saw you, you know, being free from all of this. Now going, hey, wait a minute, something doesn't make sense here. I'm, you know, these are the people that would, you couldn't even say boo to them about it, you know, that they would attack you in a way or uh, in, in a sense. Now we're going, something doesn't add up, something doesn't make sense. This is something to question now. And to hear that, to see that, you can see how this, what we're playing out right now or have been playing out at this point has actually even the hardcore ones that bought and drank the Kool-Aid and went into that depth of believing the narrative are now questioning it. So, and I've even seen some of my family members that are, you know, have nothing to do with what I've been doing all my life that are start saying, well, something doesn't make sense here either because all of a sudden, you know, it's like, why is this happening and that happening? And this is not going on. And look at all the people that are going out, you know, that are, not not the rioting part because that's kind of staged and that's just to bring certain parts of it. But the fact that they're going out and say, hey, enough is enough. We don't want to be enclosed or stopped and feeling that imprisonment because as long as we're playing the old game, we're kind of a prisoner, self-induced. It doesn't matter where it's coming from as supported. It's self-induced. It's a choice that we make within ourselves. Say, do I buy into this? Do I give power to this? Do I lock myself up or whatever it is? You know, some people ask me, well, when you go out, do you wear a mask? Do you do that? I go, never, ever. You know, I just go out. I, you know, I respect everybody's distance. If they want to, they don't want to walk anywhere close. That's okay. I have no problems with that. That's their thing. And, but I'm not going to support it. Uh, and it's just because that's my choice. Cause I know, and I understand that, but many of us are doing the same thing now. So this has been an opportunity because not only that, there's other backend stuff going on while this stoppage is going on. The financial system is going through uh, a transformation. There is also a lot of the characters that have played the polarity world, that played the, what people call the dark roles, which that's another conversation in itself, because when we have to understand that dark and light are all from the same, we just have to go into neutral point because you have to blend it all because you don't want to support the separation. It's not like you're going to go from one side to the other. You're actually merging it all because basically even the mm -hmm. dark is just a, a it's still from a source that has taken a dim or reduced access of its uh, capacities to understand what they are and play it a, a polarized role. But in fact, that's, it's all still the same. So this whole, all these so-called dark role players, just use that as words because people understand it, um, that they're actually now being exposed in the sense, and when I say exposed, it's not the exposed that people think, well, okay, they were the bad people or whatever it is. They were playing roles, okay? And it, you have to understand, anybody playing that type of role, that, that is a soul that has to actually turn around and say, uh, you know, I, I'm going to take this for the team, okay? I'm going to play this role. This is not going to be nice to play because I have to play in very low frequency and I have to actually, uh, you know, dim down a lot of my awareness to be able to play this polarized role, to play this negative role, because it's not going to be easy, but I'm doing it for all of us because so that way we can shift and break out of this old and posed polarity game that we, you know, we engaged in. So if you look at whatever's playing out right now, 
it's actually transforming people in a big way. Much more people are also looking at some of the choices they made in their life where they're supporting, you mm-hmm. know, old modalities of way of life, like in uh, work and whatever else. A lot more people now are, you know, at first, you know, when I used to, because I, I do also private sessions, I don't do as many at the time because most of my stuff is, uh, you know, sharing in larger masses. But uh, some of the people were going, oh, my God, you know, we're here we are at home. Of course, we're doing everything online. Uh, you know, we're at home. You know, we're, we're afraid and not only afraid, but, you know, I'm going to lose my job and this and that. Of course, then some of the people's jobs ended up being more online. And mm-hmm. um so at first they were afraid to, to not to be able to go to work and what that meant, you know, and the government stuff started coming in and so forth. Now, what I've been hearing in the last several weeks, every time they're saying, oh, we're reopening things, I'm getting the opposite. They're saying, oh, I don't want it to open up yet. I, I really like this time off. I'm really like, they, yeah. they, you know, they want the two parts. They want to be free to go to parks and beaches and do whatever they want to do. But they don't want to be mandated to go back to work, you know, and and all of a sudden, even the question comes in is like, where's all this extra money coming out to to pay us for being at home? You know, like oh, the, the money that the government, where, where all of a sudden this money is coming out? Yeah. From, you know, it's like, yeah, because it's all made up. You know, it's always been that way. It doesn't come from anywhere. It's just digits on a computer. And if we print some little pieces of paper, plastics or whatever else we use or metals or whatever, uh, it's still made up. And we're starting to realize, hey, wait a minute, we owe nothing to anyone, uh, or we don't owe anything to anyone. Probably better said in English. But, you know, and look, we can improvise anything. And that kind of shows us that we have much more freedom than we've been exercising. And also, we don't have to hold on to that old modality of looking at the world. This is how it works, because it's mm-hmm. really much more than that. So this is what this has been doing. I mean, um, uh, in fact, you know, when it first came out, it was just like, oh, man, they pulled this one off. <laughs> because, it, you know, even though I knew, I wasn't sharing it publicly because I was told not to. But um, I was looking at it and I go, well, this is going to be interesting. I, 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 I've, you know, I'm very open-minded and I've seen some pretty interesting things all through my 62 years I've been here. But at the same time, I'm going, this one's a biggie. You know, where everybody's going to comply and stay home and deserted streets and doing all of this. And I go, wow, that's going to be hard. And, and I'm not talking about localized. I'm talking about pretty well the whole world. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are certain areas that didn't really buckle down the same way. But uh, I'm going, that's going to be a tall arm. But it pulled off. And I'm going, wow, kudos. I mean, that's pretty, pretty neat that they can do this. And then I saw the opportunity. I go, okay, this is perfect. Now we can launch what we really want to accomplish from all of this. Yes. Actually, I've been very, very busy in that slowdown, and I know others have. And that's what I mean by game on for New Earth. And, you know, some of the ideas in all of this, hearing you speak, as people don't want to go back to work because they have prioritized the important things in their life. I see parents walking with their children, riding bikes. I hear, I see children out swinging on ropes and, um, you know, riding their scooters, the little razor scooters. And it's so fun. And I think what, um, what I'm seeing is that we need even more open space, more trails, more parks, more waterways, more public assets. And so that's beautiful. And you know, when you see these 
corporate parks that people don't go to work at anymore. Maybe those can be demolished and we have beautiful new parks and open space. So these are some of the ideas that we can see on this bridge in this great shift. And what we're seeing out in the collective is just so great because, yes, uh, certain things make us look inward at our own lives and how we treat other people and any programs within ourselves. And we're really talking about tuning into ourselves so much for the information because we know what we know inside and when we look outside and it just doesn't seem to fit, it seems like that's being amplified, that we know what we know within. And so that's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out with the collective in this sovereign role that we all adopt in our own discernment. And on top of it, this year of astrological moments, we're in the thick of one right now. Absolutely. And here we are coming up into the solstice. So it's just really very interesting. And the, the other Jupiter-Pluto conjunction, when the first one happened, our world was even totally different. <laughs> it was like this, this whole three months has been like, seems like a year each month, doesn't it? It's, it's, but yet so fast. What's your take on it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the thing is about time, um, it has speeded up, but, you know, time doesn't really exist. But at the same time, what we put a measure, which we call time and space. Uh, the reason we've plugged that in is because what time refers to is a measure to change, measures to frequency changes, measures to our observational aspect of experiencing ourselves. So, What's happened to accelerate this process so that it, it wasn't following the same path as before and mm -hmm. move forward in a huge, more powerful uh, um, uh, way and to have all these changes occur. What looks like time has been collapsed so that whatever mm -hmm. we were able to, that would take a whole year to do, mm -hmm. the least it takes now is a month at least. Oh my but goodness. it's usually a week, days, and sometimes a matter of hours because some yeah. of us are on super fast tracks. So that the fact that the, the what took would take us a year or more, some cases decades, to even receive a small realization, we can have from just listening to what we're just talking about now already shifted people in such a powerful way that that would have taken, you know, possibly decades to do. Now we're doing it uh, a lot quicker. And this is all part and parcel because we're, we're not saying, we're no longer agreeing to saying it's going to take us years and years because I, I know when I looked at it from the day one that I arrived here, I said, oh my goodness, this is going to take a long time. And, mm. and it, you know, there is no time and I have memory of that outside of this uh, playground or there are some other playgrounds that use a reference of it but not in the same fashion but at the same time that because things were moving so slowly you had to spend so much more time around that energy but now the energies are changing so quickly and like you said the alignments of planets the emphasis by these different planets and alignments of energetics and so forth and we're getting one burst after another after another remember before we would have a, a, a pulse come in uh, an activation come in codes come in uh bursts of energy gaia having you know what we call what, what do they call it uh, the schumann resonance of frequencies going on they were like 
happened and then there was such much so much space of integration time before the next thing will come in mm-hmm. look at it now the mm-hmm. last six months look at it the last month it's like back to back now it's like <laughs> doesn't stop but sometimes they overlay each other yay oh my goodness okay and now it's so fascinating and the and the goodness i mean the, what we're seeing is even the change even on a grassroots level local city councils where people were not interested in those politics at all let's not even call it politics but policies are being changed very quickly mm-hmm. look how cl- fast we saw the air clean up and i think people don't want that to go back and so this is just really it's a wild ride and so it is exciting where everything is up for change everything is up for change people are being um you know we we talked about this before where it's like there's going to come a point where the people are going to demand not demand but just you know not put up with this anymore and we're seeing that right now so that's it is fascinating but i love what you said about being fluid and flexible and now you said that the next three years, this has started already this year as of January. I know that many felt this shift in my own personal life. Um, the, the, the feeling was a new foundation of love for everything. And we're in a four year. So we are purging all of the inverted matrix. And that, what does that mean for you and for those listening who don't know? It's really identifying these false narratives and false belief systems, what would you say to that? Well, okay. Uh, what we're doing is uh, the cutoff is three years. This is how it's set up now. So basically what we're doing is purging out the inverted 3D, inverted, uh, uh, inverted matrix, and 2D. Now, what that means is that look at our life, uh, Lauren. Everybody right now, when we look at our history, we look at every, and when I'm talking about history, we're talking personal, your personal timeline, your personal life, okay? Everything that we've experienced, uh, all the memories we have, all the programs we've gained, uh, all observations and ideas that we have, were all created when the inverted matrix, inverted 3D and 2D were fully active. That means everything that we've experienced, everything that we have a reference point right now, even our memories were old constructs when the inverted matrix, inverted 3D, and 2D existed. So now the purging, the clearing, the letting go of these programs are letting go of all of that older version of ourselves mm. that we adopted as part of our experience to get integration, to learn from it, to get a deeper understanding of this game and all of that stuff. So what we're doing right now is we're letting go of everything that we constructed from that old state of being, okay. that old way. That's what we're doing. So when we're clearing out, look, for example, when we're clearing out old programs, these programs are labels and definitions of experiences. Because when we understand an experience is just an experience, okay? It has no meaning whatsoever. However, we apply meaning, we apply definition. For example, one person could have an experience and the next person have the exact same experience. One could see it traumatic, can see it as trauma. The other one could see it as excitement and exhilaration. What's the difference? 
it's the label that's applied to it, the definition that's applied to it. And many times when we're having that experience, we don't even have a label yet, except that we get that. So all of that stuff, you know, when people are talking about, oh, we have to clear out the trauma, what we're doing is just removing the label. We're not getting rid of the experience. The, ex the experience becomes what it is. The experience that was always there was just an experience without the label and so forth. So that, that's what we're going through right now is we're clearing out all of our versions of ourselves and experiences that we've gained with those labels and definitions from when the inverted matrix, inverted 3D and 2D were active. So right now, that doesn't exist. But as long as we refer to it and as long as we give power to it, then we're going to still continue to do it. But it's going to become more and more difficult. Look at it this way, Lauren. How many times have you noticed that your old life, anything that you have experienced before, if you closed your eyes and even imagined it or even gave the idea, like, let me repeat some of our life, you will feel as like, no, I'm not going there. You know, okay? Because in essence, your vibe, you have to understand, when we created those things, even the frequency of the planet, the frequency of our body, the frequency that was coming onto the planet and what you experienced at that point in time doesn't exist any longer. So for you to replicate anything from the past at this point in time, you're trying to apply the frequencies that exist now to create something. Else. So you can't replicate it per fully, but at the same time, we can go into that memory state. So what you know, like even what we're going through right now, for us to say, well, I'm going to return back to my old life, very few people can do that and still go 100% because that's almost impossible. The point is you're going to try to replicate a, per a version of that, but many now have realized I'm not going back there. I'm going to find another way to do this. I'm going to find another way that actually matches with me. And this is this is the thing. So in the three years, uh, that already started in the beginning of this year is that we're going to purge out all of the old version of ourselves, older energies, memories, and so forth. Now, the memories stay, but the labels go, the definitions go, the vibration that were constructed that particular experience goes. All of that stuff gets cleared out. So then, you know, because some people say, well, I don't want to lose my memory because there were certain amazing memories. And I go, no, you won't lose the memory. But the emotional charge, the uh, uh, what do you call the um, uh, entanglement or whatever it played out in that time. I can't think of the word right now. But whatever was involved at that time, that's the part we could. So now we could actually observe it as an experience rather than, oh, this meant this to me or this was bad or good. Because in our true nature, there's no good or bad, right or wrong as source, as the soul, as the, everything is an experience but we don't have to replicate a lower experience anymore because we've had our saturation with that on so many levels so that now we're creating everything that matches our highest frequency. See, everything is upgrading and we've, we've chosen to be part of that upgrade. Uh, you know, because if you don't want to be here, we can leave at any time. We have free will. You know, a lot of people say, well, we don't have free will. No, we have free will from a soul perspective. We have free will from a human entity perspective. We have free will as a physical aspect. We have free will from a mind perspective. But we bought into the idea that, or the illusion that there is no free will or the fact that we, you know, have to follow a certain mandate. Just the fact that we choose to, to follow a certain mandate is free will. The fact that we, you're still here, you're making a choice every second. Do I stay? Do I leave? You know, most of us don't even give it a thought because we were saying, no, no, I'm sticking it out, period. I'm going to have fun with this. I'm going to utilize it. This is when it's getting exciting. 
like how many of us are right now feeling the excitement when it's like finally we get to get to play on a whole different way and getting excited about it and using that capacity to use the, our imagination capabilities and so forth. We're very powerful. We're powerful physically and so forth. I mean, I won't go into all the other stuff. We can do that in another conversation. But in essence, when we really tap into that, that's what we're bringing in more of. It's not like we're coming new. We're bringing in or reactivating what we had dormant within ourselves. And of course, our bodies are changing. And of course, we're shifting from more carbon-based to more crystalline-based uh, or to silicate and then crystalline. Our original design was, carbon, was uh, crystal right from the beginning. What does crystal do? Crystal holds more energy, more consciousness, more spectrums of light, more source creation capacities. And that's what we're doing now because that's how we're going to redesign this playground and this human experience. We, the last 10,000 years, we have not experienced the true human experience. You know, I love it when people turn around and say, well, you know, it's human nature to be this way. And I've always said to them, no, if you only saw and I know you guys are starting to sense it now, the true human nature is not a reflection of what we've been living up to this point in time. That was a superimposed uh, version of it to really accentuate the separation, polarity, and so forth. I mean, this is the thing. And, uh, but that's not our true human nature. Our true human nature is, like you said, uh, Lauren, love-based, unity-based, zero-point-based, you know, uh, oneness based because what is real oneness? You know, I'll just go through that real quickly because there's different levels of oneness. The first level of oneness is personal oneness, meaning that your body, your human entity, your soul, your mind, every facet of it is one unit, one expression, carrying very specific codes, very specific fre frequencies, and has come here to play a specific role. That's the first level of oneness. The next level of oneness is basically seeing ourselves as humanity. We're one with every aspect of ourselves that exists and form right now. That's the next level of oneness. The, the next level of oneness there, where you're seeing also our brothers, sister souls in different forms and non-forms are part of one. When we access pure oneness, we become source and there's nothing. I've been there tried it out, awesome, but that's not where you want to be because the action is here. And so what we're bringing is the different levels of oneness. That The first level of oneness is really reconnecting with ourselves. Then our choices of how we live life is very different. We're not going to isolate because right, this is the thing. Part of the fragmentation has been between physical, human entity, soul, and mind. So we're living, we have been living, and that's been reconnecting now where the body is in its own innate consciousness, in its own uh, capacities to say, oh, I'm here to do whatever I need to do. Human entity is having a different agenda and says, oh, I'm doing what I'm here to do. The soul is coming in with that agenda and saying, I'm going to do what I have to do. And the mind is kind of the processor that receives all this information is creating another reality. So we have multiple split realities. So we have schizophrenic type of experience in a sense. I'm just using that in a playful way. But now that first level of oneness is where there's a unity with the, with the uh, respect and a unity that happens and that's happening for us. And many of us already start to experience where it's all, it's all supported. 
you support your human body or what looks like a human body, the human entity, uh, sorry, the human um, innate consciousness and what it has to offer because the body is connected to Gaia too. So it's also bringing Gaia into the mix. And then the human entity is the part that has had reincarnated from human part of it. And it's uh, bringing in all its consciousness that it shares. And then of course the soul itself comes in and then the mind that brings it all in. So all of a sudden now we're working as a team. This physical representation is a team. It's a body, it's a human entity, it's a soul, and it's a mind. And that is the first unit. Now we're also introducing the other part of it, which we've already started, which is basically now looking at each and every aspect of ourselves, every human on the planet, every sentient being on the planet, including Gaia, as part of our unit. Now we're going to work in harmony together. So that's the next level of oneness that we're uh, reactivating ourselves. And then we bring the rest of it in play right now, too. So when we look at all of that, you can see how all of this is coming together and it really uh, changes the whole landscape, our own personal landscape and the collective landscape. Yes, it is exciting. All right. Thank you so much for sharing on that. We are feeling uh, empowered already, invigorated, and just optimistic as ever. It is why we were here, and this resonates as truth within me, and I hope that others are feeling that as well. That is so beautiful. Franco, you actually share your messages to large masses, and you've got teachings that go more into this organic 3D to 5D um, experience. And so we are going to wrap up our conversation here, but I want to give you just a quick moment to talk about the the workshops that you've got, because these are great tools that people can go in and experience this beautiful information on such a deeper level. So talk a little bit about your courses, your workshops. Yes, I do workshops fairly regularly um, for for the people that are on, online right now or, you know, when they listen to it again or when they do get to it. Um, we have put a package together, uh, lumping three very powerful, uh, timely uh, workshops. And each of the workshops are back-to-back uh, -to, -back to support uh, the changes that we're going through right now. See, the work I put in and everything else is really to stimulate the memory, the knowing, to reactivate. This is, everybody's doing it themselves, but... What I do is I trigger reminding and, and also accessing stuff that we may have put dormant or we have to actually create a doubt. Because what happens is we have a knowing, and then in that knowing, because of uh, the way we play the game of life, we start to buy into what is the collective perspective, and we kind of put our own inner knowing perspective kind of out of the way, uh, you know, like put it in the, in the closet sort of thing, right? So now it wants to come out, of course. So we've put three workshops. I mean, we have several workshops, but three that we've now focused on really accessing this organic matrix, which is all that's there. So it's basically to use that or organic 3D and 5D world. So the first, the first workshop we put in is how to utilize and navigate our organic 3D and 5D world, which was on. Then piggybacked when your role because the thing is we and this gives you the foundation and and gives you a, a 
a way to really reconnect and understand how things actually work because you know at times we're questioning the way of life but then we don't have that other part of it and then it's really so nice when somebody triggers your own memory your own intuitive knowing like you were saying there uh lauren is that we're, we're triggering and this is the work it's it's triggering what we already know it's not sometimes it may seem like it's something new but and it's new to the mind because it hasn't been exposed to that for a while but from the depth of your own soul the depth of your own internal knowing it's like Oh yeah, this is a confirmation. I remember this. I know this. And and now you're you're we're triggering this. So the second one was your role in integrating the full experience of an organic 3D and 5D world. So because it, it is our role. A lot of people say, okay, let's roll out the 5D, you know, and, and it's done for us. No, we all are participating in it because if, as we participate, we're involved in the design. We're involved in the unfolding and we become empowered in that un, um, uh, unpacking and, and being contributing as part of it. Because if it's done for us, then we really never really learn how to, and when I say learn, we really don't get our, you know, hands-on experience, which we really wanted to do. Uh, to actually be part of that. It's like somebody coming in and saying, well, I'm going to take care of you, uh, take care of everything for you. But you never get to, to learn. And at some point you go, you know, I want to be able to do it myself. I want to be free. Because when, somebody, when you're relying on somebody else to do it for you, then you're, you're always waiting for something else to come in. But when you activate your own capability, it's like, yeah, I can now change it anytime. I can go at my own pace. So that's the other part. So it was our role, how to integrate. And then activating, you know, activating and integrating that that organic 3D, 5D organic matrix within our operating system. So these are three powerful workshops. Each of these workshops are six to seven hours long. There are processes involved. There is uh, activating med meditations in there, meditation uh, activations, which are fully guided through. And all each one actually provides different stages of preparing for you to actually navigate much more freely where we're at right now. So this is the package we've put together. And of course, we've put it together and also provided a discounted uh, pricing for that. We made all of our um, programs very cost effective because we don't want to restrict it to people that only have money. Uh, my focus has always been on assisting people to um, you know, get into the driver's seat of their life and be able to be a contributor to this design of our our new world that we have you know come about, and at the same time to be able to um, you know to not only be part of it but also to uh, be an instigator, activator for others around them, and this is this is the the, the beauty of it now. Of course, we also have a lot of free content that we have, and I have a series called Advancing Consciousness Series that uh, other people, but these workshops are very, that's what they're all, they're workshops slash play shops to really help you go through it. And if you want more information, I mean, uh, other stimulating information, then there is a lot of content that is also available too on top of that. Yes, it's beautiful. It's really uh, in-depth information, and we thank you for that. You go deep in these workshops. I mean, six or seven hours each, that's over 20 hours of information. And again, it, you are just a great master at that. Thank you so much for sharing the information that you have. Thank you for your incredible journey this 
never giving up on your own wisdom and staying the course along the way, holding your vision, Franco, of New Earth, because here it is. And we thank you for being that way shower and for being the guide, helping others. This is helping each of us step into our mastery. Remember our mastery and what we are here for. So thank you for that. Your special offer is available for everyone. It is here on the description box or on this webpage, whatever platform you're listening to, and you are invited to check that out. It is an immediate digital download, and you can dive deep with Franco Denicola. Franco, thank you so much for this conversation. We're going to have you back for a QCTV episode <laughs> where everyone can see you and go even deeper on some of these topics that we ventured into today. You know so much, and we thank you so much for sharing. Oh, my goodness. As we wrap up our session today, just uh, leave us with the, the eye on the prize statement. Yes, well, I thank you for this opportunity and, and everything else. But uh, the thing I we're saying, we're here, we're here to play, okay? We're here to yeah. play. We're here to learn and experience life in this play. We're becoming more enlightened, so we're bringing more of our sourceness into the game. But this is this is what we've been waiting for, and this is the exciting part, because now we're actually moving in such a powerful way. All those dreams that we've had in within ourselves, we are now in a position to be able to bring it into reality, our own personal reality and our collective reality. So it's just and keep it in mind, this is a beautiful dance. It's a play. It's a it's a, an expression of love. And wow, you know, this this is just as we're going through it, as we see our life moving forward, we're going to. Uh, experience stuff that only our imagination only gave us a glimpse of it. Now we get to see it in, in our own creation of our reality. So beautiful, so wonderful. It is a vibrational game. And how good can it be? How far can we go? It is yet to be revealed, and it is so beautiful. So thank you, everyone, for holding your vision of New Earth and dreaming so big and getting wildly creative, using your consciousness and your imagination with your love vibration. Franco, thank you so much. This has been such a, a opening, mind expanding conversation. Thanks so much. You're very welcome, and thank <laughs> you for having me on your show. Until next time, we'll see you again. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Bye-bye. And it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart, where we can really have fun and play with a little bit of music and love in our hearts. Thank you, everyone. Have a good evening.
thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart as we raise our own vibration we raise the vibration of the planet this show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love access all quantum conversations special offers from our guests and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music, available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.
The conference is now completed. Goodbye.